podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Pam, and with me occasionally as well. This is wife, Patty. Hello. Hello, how are you? Good, good. So, we've been pretty good on those episodes, getting them released lately, but now it looks like it's going to slow down for a week. Yet again, this beautiful Wisconsin weather has bitten the show in the butt. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of choice but to stay here, but Dan is obviously free to come and go as he pleases, and so when the weather's nice out, who can blame him? I mean, I would too. Yeah, I mean, we live on a lake, so there's a lot of... I gotta go out tootling around. He's gotta go out and be nosy is what he's gotta do. (laughs) Be nosy? You know it. Yeah, I, I get why, you know, that old stereotype of old people staring out their shades at the neighborhood, <laughs> knowing everyone's business. I, they're just bored. Well, and then Dan comes home and tells me stuff. I'm like, and he's talking about people that I've never met or maybe met so long ago, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, don't really care. Sorry. Man, it's too bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me adjust my microphone. I wasn't even. There, now you're sounding a lot better now that you're on mic. Yay, that's better, yes. Yeah. I had a mic facing the wrong way. Okay, now we can continue. Yeah, we got to watch these things there. I'm going to readjust my mic as well, since now it's no- <laughs> noisy mic time on the podcast. Yeah, I might as well do it while you got while doing it. <laughs> well, people know. are already annoyed. Right, exactly. All right. Um, so, yeah, other than that, um, I probably have the most photographed bike in the neighborhood so far. Already, like, three people have come up to me and said, I took a picture of your bike. I hope it's okay. Like, you should start yeah. charging them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just have, like, a stack of 8 by 10 glossies and do uh, signings. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the fat dope that owns this weird-ass bike. Right. There you go. And I'll sign it, you know, with my uh, nom de plume of RC. Yeah. It'll be that cool. Good. Yeah, that's that's the retirement plan. You know, there now my head my headphones kind of phased out for a second. Now I can hear myself. Again. Yeah, I can hear you pretty well. Good, good. All right, so let's get on with the show. Uh, I got to tell you, we watched this yesterday, and I don't remember too much. I'm sure hoping this kicks in here. Uh, oh my god, this is like one of my favorite episodes. It's it's a more humorous Jensen Eccles episode. Well, Sam's pretty funny too. Jared Padalecki's pretty funny too. Okay, yeah, well, I guess when we go through, uh, you'll have to point some of that stuff out to me, because I remember antics happening and you laughing, uh, but I didn't necessarily, like, write down in my notes the exact detail around it, so. Uh, oh, one other thing. We uh, we should bring this up, because we've complained about our television colors in the past. This is the first episode on a brand new television. Yay! And it didn't look like total garbage. This is true, it looked good. It was so much easier to watch, just on the eyes, just trying to figure out what's happening on screen in the dark, you know, during the dark scenes, which, oddly enough, the show has a lot of them. It does. It's, uh, well, a lot like the ode to the show that this is an ode to X-Files. That was a very dark show, too. Um, and this one, this episode is a big salute to that show. Yeah, and it's, like, pretty much all at nighttime, too. So, uh, season six, episode nine, uh, clap your hands if you believe. Uh, there's a recap. It's Sam coming back, Sam having no soul, Sam admitting that he has no soul, and off they go looking for a soul. <laughs> that was pretty much the recap, right? Yeah, I put, you know, the, the 
the thing with Lisa, Lisa's conversation with Dean, now that Sam's back, I know you're going to be gone. Sam's saying, yeah, I don't have a soul. I don't have any feelings even for you, Dean, and I don't care that I don't have feelings. Basically, I can't care what I can't care about, you know? Yeah. Well, it's that, that'd be quite a superpower to have, I guess, <laughs> if you had no feelings about anything. Okay, so uh, episode starts out. There's, uh, like, two teenagers out in a cornfield on a blanket making out. There's a whooshing sound overhead. The boy gets up and goes off to investigate and climbs into the corn. The girl is left alone. Uh, at this point, you kind of, if you ever watched X-Files, it's all like, hey, wait, this feels like X-Files. There's a bright uh, light uh, flashes down from the sky and the boy vanishes. And then the camera pulls back and there is a huge crop sign. Crop circle is what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, crop this circle. Is crop sign. <laughs> I get that confused because it was in the movie Signs. <laughs> it was about crop circles. Crop yes, and aliens. Yes, it was. Yeah, and crop circles. They've been completely debunked now, right? Yeah, hold on. I'm still having problems with this freaking headset. It's just kind of going in and out. Yeah. Yeah. There. Okay, that's better. Yeah, they have pretty much been debunked as um, hoaxes. Yeah, I thought it was all like artists that you know did it together they'd get a crew of people together and a bunch of like they just use ropes and like two by fours and pretty much yeah in like a plan and figure out how to draw out those big intricate pictures without being able to even see it from the ground but i mean pretty cool but i i've heard enough of crop circles <laughs> my young childhood was filled with crop circles and then to learn that they're all fake eh, it's a little sad hmm. it would have been a lot cooler if it was aliens uh, okay, so then the uh, the Stinger graphic starts, and the whole intro then for this show is an X-Files ripoff. It's kind of uh, like the uh, non-copyright version of the music, and um, even like some of the shots from the X-Files intro, they recreated. Yeah, they recreated with Jared Jensen and Misha, even though Misha wasn't in this episode. They usually don't show him um, as a character unless he's in this, but whatever. And we see, show starts out then, we see some people being interviewed by a UFO guy. Uh, there's, we learn that there's been uh, four other missing persons cases. And one of the ladies uh, thinks that's being interviewed, thinks that it's, it was fairies. And uh, the camera kind of switches around. You think that she's talking to that UFO guy, but it, she's really just talking to Sam and Dean. Uh, she's talking to Dean, and then Sam cuts in and just starts wildly insulting her. Uh, Dean pulls him off. They walk away. Dean talks to him about having some empathy and not being a jackass to everyone like he just was. Um, and then this is when Sam goes on yet again about how he doesn't care about not caring. They get into the car and split. Well, and I think, um, kind of think, yeah, they talked to, they're interviewing this man, he thinks it's an alien, then talked to the woman about her boyfriend disappearing. They talked to the police, a police officer says, yeah, four pissing people, doesn't think it's aliens. And then they talked, there's this woman, they talked to fairies, and I, then you're right, it does cut to the camera that she's talking to Sam and Dean, so I think it was Sam and Dean interviewing all these people all along, and they just didn't cut to Sam and Dean until the fairy lady was talking. Okay. Well, like the very first UFO guy, it was like he was introducing a TV show. He was looking straight at the camera and talking to the audience. That's true. That's why I thought it was him that 
he was interviewing or something, but whatever. It probably really doesn't matter. We get the point. There's more people, and one of the ladies thinks it's fairies. Uh, the boys show up at a watchmaker's workshop and talk to a guy about his missing son. Uh, the guy first tries to throw them out, but Sam and Dean start asking questions and uh, breaks the guy down pretty quickly, as usual in this show. Uh, the guy says it's been about a week, and he doesn't think that his son's going to be coming back. Uh, Dean leaves a card for him, and they leave. At this point, Sam and Dean split up. Yeah, well, it's, he says his son was the first one taken. He does ask them to get out. Then he mentions his son isn't coming back. He says his son has been missing for weeks, not just a week. And that's why he said that the reason he didn't think he's coming back is like, you know, we all know 72, a missing person, the first 72 hours, if they don't find the person, chances are they're not going to find the person. Uh, Dean is at the crop circle. Uh, now it's night as well. This is a great moment where they walked, it walked into the watchmakers in broad daylight, and then Dean shows up at the crop circle at night. So I don't know where all the missing time went. Well, Paul probably strategizing because, right, he wanted Sam to watch the man. Um, says, whatever you do, don't kill him. <laughs> yep, Sam's at the bar <coughs> keeping tabs on the watchmaker dude. Right? Yeah, he's on, I'm sorry, my computer is just acting up in my freaking headset. Um, yeah, D, Sam's in the bar watching the dude drink. He thinks that maybe the guy's just an alcoholic, and that's why he's having all these problems. But in the meantime, Dean is out in the cornfield at night um, checks, checking out the crop circles. Yeah, Dean hears a noise, sees a UFO. Uh, Dean thinks that the UFO is after him, and he starts running through the corn. Uh, Sam is on the phone just really enjoying listening to Dean screaming and running. And uh, he's ordering another cocktail, and he's got a big smile on his face. Well, <laughs> and he's even like, "Oh, aliens! Watch out for the butt stuff." Well, no, what he says is like, "What is it? First, uh, first kind, second kind? They're chasing me. Oh, third kind already. I think fourth kind is the butt stuff." Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Um, Dean then gets beamed up, and Sam just keeps drinking his beers. Yeah. By the way, I thought he ordered, yeah, I guess he ordered another beer. I thought yeah, he just ordered a beer. Cocktail. He didn't order a drink, no, yeah. just a beer. Um, so, yeah, Sam's just not giving a damn that his own brother is getting run down by aliens in the cornfield. Yeah, you're right. He does look kind of like, oh, you know, kind of like, ooh, fourth kind. That's the butt stuff, dude. Watch out. He was very much enjoying the fact that. Yeah, it was like Dean's someone running... watching a car chase on TV. <laughs> Dean's running the work. Close encounter, close encounter. Aliens, aliens. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was funny. Yep, we see Dean's phone ringing uh, in the field, and Sam picks it up. I guess he tracked the, his phone to the crop circle. Uh, Sam wanders into a UFO, like, camp out? I don't know. I didn't quite understand what this UFO... It was just a group of UFO enthusiasts that are coming around because of the missing people and because of the uh, crop circles. Yeah, I put that... Uh... Uh, let's see close encounter they had the close encounters music in the background you know the theme from close encounters of the third kind so yeah the bunch of rvs together kind of like ufo enthusiasts because they said had some people out looking through telescopes and things like that yeah it, it was it was very much uh yeah like a they have those groups you know in these places out west where there's a lot of sightings there is like whole campouts of people like meditating and trying to draw in ufos that's a real thing. Oh, yeah, I know it is. 
I mean, I, it's probably a bunch of lonely people that just like camping and hanging out with each other, if you ask me. But more power to them. Um, he uh, asks, he, you know, asks the, we see that TV guy again. He's like the head nut here. I asks him, and like, oh, you know all the information? He's like, yeah, I've been hunting for 18 years. Here's all you need to know. Hands him a sheet, and Sam, like, quickly scans it all over. Like, <laughs> like there was going to be instructions on there on how to call a UFO in to track them down. But it's just eyewitness accounts. It's no useful information. Sam then flips out and says that he sucks at hunting UFOs. And I agree. <laughs> uh, the lady overhears him yelling uh, and offers uh, to help him. Well, what's funny is the fact that... He says, my my brother was abducted by aliens. I'm pretty good on the proof part because the guy was like, well, proof of aliens. Sam's like, yeah, I have the proof part. And she says, oh, your brother was abducted. Oh, my God. Okay, it's have time to adjust. Oh, did it happen when you were a kid? No, like a half hour ago. <laughs> so Dean was missing like a half hour. I've had time to adjust. <laughs> Yeah, that was another part you cracked up, and uh, I mi I missed what Sam uh, was talking about just happening. So, that is funny. I've had time <laughs> to adjust. Did it happen to your kids? No, like half hour ago. Hilarious. Uh, well, we see Dean get, he gets beamed back down to Earth, and uh, he's shooting his gun and yelling. Like, you know, he's fighting off aliens or something. And, it's kind of what I figured, like, maybe he had his gun and the aliens are like, oh, shit, he's shooting at us and we're in a spaceship. This is a bad idea. Get his ass back on Earth. That's what I'm kind of assuming happened. That's what it looked like happened. Exactly, because of the fact that he was putting up a struggle and well, he even mentioned to Sam later when they were talking about it that they seemed very surprised. Well, Dean gets home. Uh, I guess he walked back to town from the uh, crop circle and goes into the hotel room, and Sam uh, Sam's already in there, uh, fucking the girl from the campground. <laughs> like, just straight up. You know, he's just balls deep right there on telly. I'm like, wow, this show's for teenagers, right? Well, mm, older teens. The girl leaves, and Dean is upset, uh, thinking that Sam wasn't out looking for him. Uh, but it's 4 a.m., and Dean is missing time. So he, like, he thought he was just gone for a little bit. He got beamed up and then beamed back, but he's missing a couple, you know, bunch of hours. Yeah, he thought he was gone for like maybe an hour, and Sam's like, dude, you've been gone half the night. It shows him a clock, and it's 4 a.m. He's like, oh, my God, missing time. And that's a big alien thing, as people say they experience missing time. Sam sits him down uh, with a drink and asks what happened. Dean says that he had a close encounter. And he was on a probing table, but he fought back and started shooting. Was pretty much the gist of it. Well, he says, I went crazy. I started hacking and slashing and slashing and firing. They they actually seemed surprised. I don't think anyone's done that before. Yeah, I had a close encounter, Sam, and I won. <laughs> uh, they're at the diner the next morning discussing if it's okay uh, to bang the hippie girl while after looking for him. I guess this conversation just keeps going about, <laughs> or, you know, Dean gets back around to, hey, what the hell? Uh, they get up and leave. Uh, Dean spots a guy staring him down through the window. 
Uh, uh, Sam doesn't see the guy, though, and eventually he vanishes for Dean, too. And they leave. Dean is doing research, lights go out, and a fairy flies in. A little tiny Tinkerbell fairy, just what you're thinking of. Well, I put a small orb comes into the room. Dean stares at it and then says, nipples? <laughs> yep, the fairy then uh, fights Dean and beats him up pretty badly. Uh, eventually, though, he throws the uh, fairy into the microwave, turns it on, scares the hell out of <laughs> Turn the TV off. Oh, TV was off. Shouldn't be making that noise. Okay, back to our show. Uh, he throws it, throws the fairy into the microwave and uh, turns it on and it like splats and explodes. Right? Yeah, I'm just waiting for you. Are you done making noise over there? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. Yeah, I put, you know, gets attacked, Dean gets attacked, closes the microwave, turns it on and kills it. Um, I don't know how much later Sam comes in and Dean shows it to him and Sam sees nothing. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, ew, it's a glowing naked lady. Uh, ew, look, can't you see all this ick? Yeah, when you see it through Dean's eyes, it's like just black goo dripping everywhere, too. Kind of reminds you of that microwave scene in Gremlins. Yeah. Yep, pretty much exactly that. Um, well, uh, Sam, I put Sam asked if she had wings, and Dean said yes. And then Sam says, well, there's a straight line between UFOs and fairies and shows them some of the folklore that back in the day, you know, before people believed in... Well, before there were space travel and things like that, people attributed these beings as fairies, little folk, whatever it may be. And so that's why he thinks these days it's aliens, but it really might be fairies. Yeah, he called them alternative aliens, like they live in another dimension from us. Well, this is what, after they uh, go talk to the lady who first mentioned that it was fairies. So they, they go talk to crazy fairy lady who says fairies live in an alternate world. Kind of like an alternate alternate dimension, and only people who have then been there and back can see them, which explains why Dean can see the fairy that attacked him. He could see the yuck in the microwave, and Sam could not. And then uh, while they're talking to that crazy fairy lady, though, uh, Sam turns to Dean and asks if he serviced the king of the fairies <laughs> while he was there. Well, uh, she, well, she said, yeah, they only take the firstborn, and they take him to service Oberon, the king of the fairies. And so, yeah. That's when Sam goes, Dean, did you serve us over on the King of the Fairies? And he's just really funny through this whole scene. Uh, Dean, Dean asks uh, how to deal with them. She says uh, that they really like cream. Uh, so you can always attract fairies with cream. And if you ever need to stop a fairy, you spill uh, sugar or salt on the floor because they have to get down and count each and every granule. Mm -hmm. uh, leaving, uh, they spot the watch guy. Buying a whole lot of cream, like from behind a grocery store, he's getting crates of cream. So it looks like he's feeding fairies. <laughs> yep. Uh, Sam and Dean uh, tail the watch guy. Uh, Dean goes in to take a closer look at the store. Dean breaks in. Dean is lurking. Dean pulls out his knife, goes into the workshop, opens up the door, and inside, what do you know? There's a bunch of tiny little people making watches. <laughs> Uh, Dean leaves. It is now nighttime yet again. <laughs> Dean goes in in broad daylight and leaves at night. Uh, Dean calls Sam and uh, tells him what he saw. Sam then confronts the watchmaker at the bar about him having elves working for him. 
Dean uh, walks to the Dean walks to the bar and uh, sees the same creepy guy from before, looking at him from across the street. In the bar, he's talking to the watchmaker. Sam he, is talking. Sam to is watchmaker. yeah. Sam is talking to the watchmaker, and he claims he has Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. He learned a spell uh, to summon a leprechaun, and traded firstborns for his hands and a crew of workers. Uh, he does know how the spell can be stopped. It is in the book where he learned the spell to make it happen. I guess there's an undo spell in there. Right. He said that it is being in the shop and it's being guarded by the fairies and the leprechaun, so there is no way for him to get to it. Uh, Dean is uh, fast walking away from Mr. Creeper. He ducks around the corner uh, to trick the guy. You know, kind of, I mean, he's going to, you know, grab him when uh, he walks by. Um, but he jumps on him and tackles a little person. <laughs> and he keeps calling you fairy. I'm going to step you, you fairies. Yeah, and he's like beating him up, calling him a fairy. It's really, it's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, Sam catches up with Dean. Dean is being arrested. And then Dean yells, fight the fairies, as he's getting hauled away by the cops. Inside the jail cell, uh, the sheriff is talking to Dean about committing a hate crime. He says, I don't even want to know. I don't even know what kind of hate crime you committed. Was it against the guy because he's a little person? Is it against gay people? And Dean's like, no, I have nothing against little people or gay people. And so it's kind of hard to explain. At the watch store, uh, Sam and the watchmaker are sneaking in. Uh, the watchmaker starts the undo chant, but he gets stabbed in the back and dies. By the uh, leprechaun. Yep. By the leprechaun. And the leprechaun is, oh, it's that head UFO guy that we've seen ever since the beginning. Um, so, you know, the bad guy was right under their nose the whole time. Um, he offers Sam his soul back. Uh, Sam then uh, shoots him. And he is temporarily paralyzed, hurt, but they start fighting. Uh, the other creep shows up in jail and starts fighting with Dean. Sam pulls out a vial of rice. Pour- salt. Was it salt? It looked yes. too big to be salt, but... I think it was... Um, it was like big fluffy salt then. Rock <laughs> salt. Well, they used rock salt. I think he opened, what he opened was a shotgun shell oh, that they packed with rock yes, salt. yes, yes. You're absolutely right. That is what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he pours that out onto the floor. Uh, the leprechaun, uh, the UFO leprechaun dude, whatever you want to call him, just gets this look on his face like, you bastard, gets down on the floor and just starts slowly counting out grains of rice, or grains of salt. Right. Large chunks of salt. <laughs> and what's funny is, I have a line here in uh, IMDb, it says, at a convention, Jared Padalecki had said that he had felt strange that Sam had the salt all along and didn't think to use it. So after pouring the salt, he ad-libbed the line, why didn't I do that before? Because you're right, he knew that they'd have to stop and scoop, and so instead of fighting him, he knew he had that rock salt in his pocket. Yeah, why didn't he just walk in there and pour it on the ground and be done? So that's why he ad-libbed that line, why didn't I think of that before? Why didn't I do that before? Sam then does the reverse spell, and they all vanish everywhere, sucked back into their alternate dimension the next morning sam and dean pull over on the side of the road to start drinking they talk a while the end well what you forgot to mention is when the police was talking to dean it turns out that the little person he assaulted was the da um 
So Dean's yeah, like, how oh, do you get him to drop all the charges? I don't know, but I put you know the next day they're drinking a beer. Uh, the DA dropped the charges against Dean, um, and he asked if the leprechaun could return to the soul of Sam. Asked why Sam didn't take the deal, um, and Sam's like. Deals never go well for us, so I don't know what the price would have been for my soul, but whatever it was, deals don't go well for us, so that's why I didn't even think about it. Um, then Dean asks him, are you having second thoughts about you getting your soul back? And Sam says, no, I'm not having second thoughts about getting it back. All right. I don't know. I, I'm so bored with the soul talk and those two back and forth. That's why I just put in my notes. They talk the end. <laughs> they talk the end. <laughs> you just piece in whatever you want. Well, what's another funny thing about when Dean was in the motel room fighting the fairy, David Bowie's song Space Odyssey was playing in the background, so that was kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah, this, is a, this was a pretty fun episode. It, it was a ripoff of X-Files. Oh, totally. I mean, and they even mention in here that Mitch Pileggi, who plays the grandfather, played Walter Skinner in X-Files. So even though he wasn't in this episode, mm -hmm. you know, there is that connection also. Yeah, it's not like the producers of this show don't know about X-Files. Ex exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because um, I'm sure that a lot of, you know, they probably took got a lot of, uh, you know, hints, not hints, but I don't know. Seem to take direction from what X Files did first: dark, brooding, mix Ooh. of serious, long-term story, along with other one-offs, monster of the weeks. You know, it's a very similar show. Exactly, and it says here Kim Manners, who is a frequent director on Supernatural, was a creative force on X Files. He had passed away the previous year, and was given the tribute in end credits of, of an episode of season five. So. Oh shit! Yeah, people that worked on that show worked on this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That makes total sense. Probably the same camera guy. <laughs> I don't know if the same camera guy, but although they do have to learn how to film a lot of stuff in the dark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once you get that uh, institutional knowledge of how to work in the dark. Uh, in these shows, I'm sure all of these CW shows, they pretty much run themselves from what I've heard. Um, because that's how they get guest directors like Kevin Smith to do The Flash and stuff like that. Because it's such turnkey, just in and out, everyone knows exactly what they're doing all the time. You know, like on each set and how all the props work and everything. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Kevin Smith has mentioned a lot of the time that he really likes working, directing The Flash. And, and it's, I think he's done an episode of Supergirl 2 and everything. But just because he says they're such professional and they have such passion for what they're doing that... It's just a really fun job for him to do. Yeah, I guess you just go up there and watch the... How much work do you think he really does directing? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they still have to have the direction, like, you know... I'm sure when they're, like, in a scene where they have to be looking for something, you know, the director's like, okay, look this way, look that way. You know, things like that. How exactly he wants their lines delivered. I guess. I don't know. It just seems like when you play a character like that forever, you just know exactly how you're going to do all your lines. Just read the script. Oh, okay. This is who we're fighting this week. Yeah. Well, it, you even mentioned that in the scene where Dean was fighting that little person, that it looked very uncomfortable. And that's when um, Jensen Eccles turns like, ha, ha, just kidding. And he actually, that was an ad lib line too, because he felt that people were uncomfortable on the set. So that's when he's like, delight in the mood. says, ha, ha, just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I don't know, man. I don't think that scene's going to play well in the future. It's not playing too good right now. 
Well, well, yeah, this was first aired November 19th of 2010, but I don't know. It's, it's funny because we know he's not talking about gay people. We know he's talking about the fairy folk, little people. Yeah, but just the fact that that is the joke. Exactly. Still, still not cool. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, I know that in reality, he wasn't really harming or calling anyone that. <laughs> but that's the joke, is that it could be. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not touching this conversation with a ten foot pole. I know. Jesus. About the time we get me tooed, <laughs> that'll that'll shoot our five minutes of internet fame in the butt. Okay. Uh, anything else though about this episode? No, it's a pretty go. yeah, pretty much straightforward uh, one-off episode. Yeah, they kind of talked about getting Sam's soul back, and he was tempted by the leprechaun. But other than that, it was. Just your classic one-off episode. Yeah, I guess they just do that in the recap at the beginning for new people watching, so they aren't like, why is this guy such a dick? Exactly, exactly. That's the only reason to put that recap in there, other than then they talk about it at the very end. But Okay, uh, the death count. Oh, let's... It's just like one, right? Uh... Oh, no. The, fair... uh... the ones that uh, Dean killed. That probably counts as something, right? Let's see. Two, the Tinkerbell Fairy and Mr. Brennan. Yep. Alrighty. And then the day-night count, who knows, because they wander in the buildings in the day and they come out at night. Who even knows if it's the same day even? Yeah, it could have been a different... Days later, when they finally caught up with the watchmaker. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's the next episode? Season 6, episode 10, it's called Caged Heat. Wow, that's a racy, racy title. Mm. Isn't That was like a movie from the 70s, wasn't it? About women's prison? Mm, let's see, what's it say? Uh, in the trivia. My stomach yes, this title is of this episode is from a... 70s exploitation movie Caged Heat about a woman's prison called Wild. So you're right. Yay! <laughs> I know my exploitation films. Woo-hoo. Neat. We will uh, we will check that out and uh, get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi. Better yet, though, we've got a website run by Penny over there, and it contains all of the episodes where you can download them, stream them, subscribe to them, uh, even leave comments for us uh, and what you thoughts, feelings, or uh, tell one of us which one's right or wrong. That's that's the most common call out that I've had in the past for comments. It's yeah. when we disagree on something. We yeah. need we need a third party. So chime on in. Love to hear from you. And don't forget to tell them about our website, coupleofinches.com, and there they have links to other oh, ways yeah, that you can Oh, yeah, I should say listen. the name of the website, not just <laughs> we've got a website. Yes, coupleofidgets.com. And in that, you have all the links to the different I just podcasts. said that. Oh, didn't yeah. I just say all that? No, you I could, I said you could subscribe. See? Oh, that's right. Sorry, my bad. See, you zoned out on one hand.